1: Goodbye! Hello, Heisman! 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, there goes Davis! Oh my God. Davis is going running all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! I get it back now of the 30, down to the 20! All the band is out on the field! He's going to go into the and Four-man Alabama rush. Got him. Oh no, they didn't know oh, my
0: Welcome in everyone to another episode of the three technique college football podcast at the intersection of the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and the Joe's along with Trey Reeves. I'm Mitch Mason and Trey. Today we've got some draft nuggets. We're welcoming you into the war room as we do a seven round mock draft. For the dallas cowboys really the video that put us on the map for a lot of college football fans a year ago this time you and i sat down and and we decided hey let's rebuild the dallas cowboys to the draft and it absolutely blew up and so we're trying to do that again this year the cowboys are in a really unique situation because on the field they've been relatively successful they've won 12 games at least in the last three seasons But the Cowboys fan base just doesn't trust their own team. It's very hard for us as fans to sit here and go, we have confidence that the Cowboys are going to figure it out because it's the same song, different verse, each and every year. But here we are, trying to rebuild the Cowboys. They've got a list of needs, and you and I want to address them in today's mock draft.
1: Yeah, and you know if you follow the news around this uh, football team, The Jones family has said that 2024 is going to be all in. That's going to start with free agency. That's going to start with the draft. They need to hit on these picks. Unlike last year, where I think you could argue the first and second round picks. Still a lot to be desired, right? You never want to write somebody off just off of their rookie year. But with Mozzie Smith and Luke Schoonmaker, you definitely want to see a lot more from them in 2024 to feel confident that those were good draft picks. And if you're all in in 2024, if this is the year, you got to nail these draft picks, especially in the early part of the draft.
0: Yes, you absolutely do. You mentioned last year's draft. We felt like the Cowboys kind of reached it. I texted you earlier as we were planning this. It really felt like the Cowboys got cleaned out both in their first and second round boards and just decided, "Ah, well, we'll just go ahead and take this guy. And you took a defensive tackle who was playing out of scheme. You took a, a tight end who was much less talented than some of the first picks probably on your board at that position. And neither really had any sort of impact this season, which, like you said, has led to a lot of frustration for Cowboys fans. But this season, we've got a host of needs. We're going into a seven-round mock draft. And, Trey, as I look at it, the Cowboys have to do two things early on. One, they need to address the offensive line. We talked about that in our 32-team first-round mock draft. The interior of the offensive line has been a real issue for the Cowboys, especially this season. Dak was under pressure. They couldn't run the football. That seems like the first priority that this team needs to fix. But you've also got holes along the defensive line and at the linebacking core that you hope Dallas can address early on as well.
1: Yeah, it starts in the trenches on both sides of the ball. You saw that in the playoff game against Green Bay. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't protect Dak Prescott. And they couldn't stop the run when they needed to. Aaron Jones just came out of nowhere as an old man and dominated that front seven. So they've got to take care of that. And really, they could use some more. It sounds weird to say one of the most elite offenses in football throughout the year. But they need to address the wide receiver room at some point. I I think I'm of the opinion that they need a more big possession guy. They, They kind of have the finesse route runner type prototype covered. And they got to do something at the running back position. Definitely not in the first couple rounds, but at some point in this draft, we got to address the running back position. Tony Pollard with the increased workload this year just wasn't as explosive. And whether that's just overworked or whether that's just not fitting the right role that he had when Ezekiel Elliott was on the team, they need to find, if they're going to keep Tony Pollard, I'm not convinced that they are, but if they're going to keep him, they need to find that one-two punch that can take some of that workload off and make Tony Pollard a better role player.
0: Totally agree. Running back is certainly a priority. Third, fourth round, you mentioned wide receiver as well. Uh, We are doing this mock draft, if you're listening over on the podcast side, on the Pro Football Network uh, mock draft. A couple of the other ones have gone behind a paywall, and their systems are far too glitchy and incorrect for me to pay. So we're doing a free version here, but it is the full seven-round mock draft. Trade up, trade down, certainly in play. We're doing this on normal speed. Um, and so Trey, as we get in here and we'll just pause the draft to, to start, you and I are both kind of of the opinion that if the Cowboys are going to trade anywhere in this first round, it's more than likely back than going up for somebody.
1: I, I would agree with that. It's going to depend on how that offensive line board falls. I could see them going up if they get into a situation where, remember, like I said, that the Jones family said this is an all-in year. If they're really serious about that and they're getting cleaned out at offensive line, then you make the phone call and trade up to get your guy, in my opinion. But from what we've seen in the past and what we've seen them do, actually, when it comes to draft day, they're way more likely to trade down than trade up.
0: Cowboys do not have a fourth round pick. It seems like the real value this year is in the middle of the draft. So will we be trading down to see if we can accumulate some of those middle picks? We'll see. Let's go ahead and get the draft underway. And already uh, a surprise at the top. Bears go Marvin Harrison jr. Evidently they decided to stick with Justin Fields. Uh, You've got Roma Dunze going to the giants. We projected that in our mock draft. That would be absolutely terrible. I'll stop it at 17. Uh, you've got a couple of tackles that just went off the board in Fuaga and uh, J.C. Latham going to the Raiders and to the Saints. You've got Jackson Powers Johnson, who's our favorite interior offensive line prospect. He's off the board at 16 to the Seahawks. Now, at 18 right now, the Bengals are on the clock. you got the Bengals, the Rams, and the Steelers. Are you calling any of these guys, as we kind of look up and down the board, you've got the top edge rusher maybe in Dallas Turner, Dresign Newton is on the board, Chop Robinson, uh, and, and you're a little bit cleaned out maybe at offensive line, although you've got Amarius Mims and Tyler Guyton that you're hoping make it one, two, three, four, five, six more picks.
1: I think there's enough talent on the board to avoid those guys. It's a risk, right? You've got some O line needy teams possibly, but I you look at the Bengals, I don't know that they're gonna be all in on offensive line. The Eagles need secondary help in the worst way. The Texans are probably going to take a wide receiver, if you believe what a lot of people have said. So I'm not necessarily of the opinion that you need to trade up here, but you know, I, I'm not gonna veto a trade up here either.
0: You've got Mims Guyton from Oklahoma. Faltanu from Washington, and then Suamaya from BYU. I say we let it ride, see who's on the board. Let's let the, the, the draft truly come to us. So the Bengals go Keon Coleman, Nate Wiggins, Chop Robinson. Tyler Guyton goes to the Miami Dolphins. So now you've got Kool-Aid McKinstry off the board of the Eagles. You've got the Texans here. You mentioned they'd probably go... Offense. I think Brian Thomas Jr. makes a whole lot of sense for them right now. I
1: totally. Do we agree. Are, are.
0: Are we on the, the the
1: phone with the Texans at all? Or are we just going to let them pick? I think you let them pick, and I think there's some value, not maybe not necessarily at a position of need, but right. I, I'm not against taking Byron Murphy here if I'm the Cowboys. If you get okay. cleaned out at offensive line, I'm not against taking the best player available in Dallas Turner and just figuring sure. it out. That certainly worked out for them a couple years ago when CeeDee Lamb fell in their lap. So let's let it ride here with the Texans. All
0: right, we let it ride. The Texans go Dallas-Turner. So they take best player available. Uh, the Packers are on the phone. <laughs> they want to swap picks with us for 250. I, I think we tell them to pound sand here. Is that is that correct? Yeah. You want to counter? Uh, we, uh, we, could...
1: other, we have another option there, it looks okay. like. What, what's our other option right.
0: Bears want us to go back to seventy-five for a future yeah, first. We're not, we're not doing best. that. We're not doing that one. We're all let's, well, let's...
1: yeah. And you know, you, you might see that and say, Well, they're giving you a first round pick next year, and the Bears might suck, but again, the Joneses have said we're all in this year. There's no way they would take that in real life, so we won't take it here.
0: Exactly. So they offered two fifty right? Literally their seventh round pick to move up one spot. Is there a fair counter that we could make here? Uh, you know, a top 100 pick is very steep to move up at the end of the first round, but could we pick up a fourth round pick here?
1: You could try. Um, I would be concerned that they are going to take offensive line help though. They need, they need offensive line help in the worst way. So I think they're going to jump yeah. ahead of you to take that last alignment there.
0: Sure. So right now I'm thinking Amarius Mims is my favorite personal prospect on the board. Jerzon Newton is a freaking beast uh, at the defensive tackle position. He's a pass rusher in a a, a smaller body. And there are comparisons to Aaron Donald here. I like him a lot. You mentioned Byron Murphy, the second Brian Thomas jr. Is still on the board as well. So is it worth it to pick up a fourth round pick as opposed to having your pick of the litter
1: here? When your need is offensive line, I, I think you let. I think you stand in here and take this pick. I'm right. going Mims here and not second guessing it too much.
0: All right, I'm gonna tell the Packers they can wait one more pick. I agree, Amarius Mims. He's physical, slightly injury prone. He missed some time in 2023, but boy, the ceiling is an all pro offensive lineman. I'm with you as well, Amarius Mims, tackle out of Georgia, as a Dallas Cowboy. The Packers have to settle for. Cooper DeGene. So we'll let it tick down as uh, Darius Robinson, a guy that I really like out of my, uh, out of Missouri, excuse me, goes to the 49ers. Stop me if you see anything that you want to discuss, but otherwise, uh, what do you think offensive tackle really enables the Cowboys to do going into
1: 2024? Well, Edger and Cooper there to the Giants is disappointing. Yep. Uh, I was really hoping he would fall to the Cowboys, but um, you know, it really lets you kind of take best available here I think. You see Byron Murphy is still yep. on the board.
0: Yes, he guy is. that
1: I considered with the first round pick, I think that would be a slam dunk pick here in the second round. The Texans are on the horn here wanting us to move back to the third round. Uh Chicago wanting us to move back about 15 picks. Uh
0: That's a that's a slightly too big of a drop I think for me, especially like you said you've got Byron Murphy on the board. Um else uh we we addressed offensive tackle you've got Cedric Gray on the board very very good linebacker you you mentioned would have loved to have Ed Cooper on the on the team linebacker is a glaring need and Cooper is a heat seeking missile uh but Cedric Gray can also play tackling machine you've got Jeremiah Trotter on the board uh linebacker out of Clemson I, you know we're both team trade down typically but you've got some really what feel like day one starters here on the board, I'm kind of of the opinion we stand in and make a pick.
1: I, I'm right there with you, Mitch. I think it's hard to pass up Byron Murphy here yeah. in the late second round. That that That's just a gift that seems to have fallen into your lap there.
0: I, I agree. I think uh, especially with the woes that you had on the interior of the defensive line, Jonathan Hankins might not be back even if he is. He's an older guy. This would make a lot of sense. This is the defensive tackle pick that I think would have Cowboys fans singing in the streets. So Byron Murphy II out of the University of Texas goes to the Cowboys at 56. So we've addressed two big needs in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. Linebacker, running back, wide receiver are kind of the three big needs I think left on the Cowboys board here. Uh, going to the offensive side, you've still got like a guy like Bucky Irvin is is on the board. Our pick's at 87. We'll see if he makes it. Penix Jr. off the board. Nope, there goes Irvin to the Ravens. And so you've got secondary goes and Max Melton and Josh Newton ahead of you. you got the Jags on the horn. They want to give us 96 for a future fourth. I think we tell him to kick rocks. That's way too far of a fall for me with the Texans. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, that value is just not there. So let's go to the big board here. You got Will Shipley. Um, you've got more offensive and defensive line now. A guy that you really like, and Johnny Wilson is on the board here, wide receiver out of Florida State. And you said the Cowboys need a big possession wide receiver, six foot six, almost 240 pounds. It's not the fastest guy, but boy, when he goes up, he can make the catch over anybody.
1: Yeah, just turn on the tape from Florida State this year. Keon Coleman's going to steal the show a lot of times, but Johnny Wilson was the chain mover, the jump ball guy that got that offense going. I I would personally be really happy with that pick. I don't love any of the running backs here in the third round, personally. Uh, Will Shipley and Blake Corum are great prospects. I kind of think you can wait till the fourth round. Maybe even the fifth round and get some value there. If we're looking at just best available. Um, you know, you, you've got are we up at the top of the list there? Yeah. So Chris Jenkins, Will Shippy, like I said, I don't really want, I'm not really in love. We loved Kalen King at the beginning of this year as a yeah. prospect. I, I this don't think time last thinking, year. This time last year, we were thinking he had he could maybe push to the first round, but he's just kind of fallen off a cliff. I'm pumped with the Johnny Wilson pick here Mitch. I, I I don't know about you if you see a more glaring need for the Cowboys, but Michael Gallup, you know, might not be long for this team. Brandon Cooks no. is aging out. CeeDee Lamb is really the only guy you feel excellent about going into this year long term. Um and you got to get him locked down on a contract too, so I don't think it makes um I don't think it would make anybody upset to take a wide receiver here and kind of supplement that.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, and I don't know if you can see my mouse on on YouTube right now. Tyrese Knight, Tommy Eichenberg, you know, further down the board at linebacker. Those are guys that I think you can get in the fourth round pretty easily. Our next pick is 172, so maybe it's tight for one, but I'm I'm betting at least one of them will be on the board. I agree with you. Gallup will not be on this team in 2024. uh, So I, I like the pick with Johnny Wilson here. High, high floor uh high ceiling kind of guy. And I think he addresses a need on this offense. So Johnny Wilson from Florida state. He's the pick at 87. Blake Corum goes one pick later to the Packers. You got Spencer Rattler going in the top 100 to the Detroit lions. uh The Eagles go James Williams linebacker out of Miami. I'm not quite as high on him as, uh, as some are really talented safety and Jaden Hicks also sneaks into the top 100 there. So We've got a ways to wait, obviously, if the, if you're the Cowboys. Uh, we're looking at linebacker here. Um, you've got, or I guess that's best available, at linebacker. I'm going to pause the draft for a second. We've got Aaron Casey. I like him out of out of uh, Indiana. You've got a ways to go there. Best available, Jalen Wright's probably about to go off the board here. Marshawn Lloyd might get ready to go relatively soon. Is there anybody on this list that you just say, hmm, Absolutely got to have him. the The only name that's sticking out to me is Christian Mahogany guard at a Boston College. This ranking system seems to be much lower on him than I think many war rooms will be. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of momentum behind Mahogany being a top 100 guy.
1: Yeah, you you see Tyler Davis there, another big name. But I I think if you're the Cowboys here, you wait to see what linebackers fall to you. If there sure. seems to be a run. Starting relatively soon, you might look at trading up and maybe getting rid of a future fourth or a fifth uh this year to try to get get your guy, but I think I think they'll be okay.
0: Trevin Wallace does come off the board. There's Mahogany to the Vikings at one twenty nine. Still only one linebacker that's gone here in this little run.
1: Marshawn Lloyd's still on the board as well. I think he is. You gotta consider if he falls all the way down to you. Up oh, there he goes. There the goes. Broncos. Right. Your Broncos bust up the party. Broncos kind of cleaning up. Michael Penix earlier and Marshawn Lloyd rebuilding.
0: Anias A- Smith going to the Cardinals at 148. He's another potential top 100 guy. And I just want to see who the Cardinals took Malik Neighbors at four. So they're loading up on weapons for for Kyler Murray. Got this, this. Could be this could be really fun. All right, so we'll keep going. Uh, we're at 152. Milton goes to the Patriots. Still haven't seen a real run on the linebackers. Uh, Again, we pick at 172. We're inside the 160s, and now I feel pretty good. There's Curtis Jacobs from Penn State. Not all that high on him. Aaron Casey, the linebacker out of Indiana, goes one pick ahead of you to Mm. the Chiefs. Uh, We do not have any trade-down requests as of right now. So best available. Keith Randolph Jr., who was Jerzon Newton's running mate at Illinois. They wrecked shop uh, for the Fighting Illini. He's the top player on the board. You've got Ray Davis, the running back out of Kentucky. A lot of folks are liking him in the fourth, maybe fifth round, uh, which obviously we are here in the fifth round by this point. Tyrese Knight is at 161. And then you've got uh, Tommy Eichenberg is a little bit farther down the list. So linebacker, the most glaring need, but... Running back, also a possibility. Which way are you leaning here?
1: Man, Eichenberg was such a fun college player. I don't, I honestly don't know what his, you know, how his skill set's going to translate to the next level, but he sure was a fun college linebacking player to watch. I, I, do you have a lean on the linebacker here or, you know, Carson Steele, not a bad pick at the, at the running back position? I, there's a couple options I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't hate. Uh, reaching down to Eichenberg, like I said, but um, do you have a lean there on the linebackers?
0: I, I I, think Eichenberg, I would go Eichenberg over Tyrese Knight. I think they've got that uh, order backwards. I don't even have a, a bio written for for Knight right now. So I agree. I think if we take linebacker here, that's who I'm leaning towards. Ray Davis out of Kentucky. Again, they don't have a, a, a lean here, but really exploded this year the wildcats he was kind of the reason the wildcats were even ranked and you know in in the conversation for being one of the better teams in the sec until everything fell apart very very talented running back but i agree i think based on my personal board here i I would certainly lean uh to taking Eichenberg here there's yeah there's not an edge rusher that i just love here um certainly not one that i think we couldn't take uh with with our next pick. I'm I'm great going Eichenberg here. Let's do it. Okay, Tommy Eichenberg off the board from Ohio State. Cowboys get their off ball linebacker and we pick again at 212. Oh, Damani Richardson goes to the Eagles. We hate that in this household. Uh <laughs> Ray Davis goes to one 183 to the Tennessee Titans. So I'm assuming that means that uh Derrick Henry moved on. Hey, maybe Derrick Henry's here in Dallas. We don't, we don't know.
1: Could be. Um, yeah, I mean, these are Dallas or Baltimore, I think is the two places I've seen. Boy, and that Baltimore
0: offense with Derrick Henry would be disgusting really cool. uh, with, with the weapons <laughs> that he has. Jawar Jordan, another running back that I had my eye on from Louisville. He goes to the Cleveland Browns. And the Cowboys are back on the clock at 2.12. Now, a little bit of a smaller linebacker, but Omar Spate's, he was a team leader at Oregon State. Did not have the season that he was hoping to at LSU after transferring to the SEC. But really flashed up in Corvallis. Uh, I like him a lot. He's towards the the top of the board here as far as best available. Uh, I'm not interested in any of these these tight ends. I don't really think that Sione Vaki is is the type of of uh, player that the Cowboys would be interested in. Certainly fun not athlete ever. though.
1: Really yeah, fun athlete. Fun
0: fun athlete. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, We've got Jordan Whittington. We've got some quarterbacks on the board. I don't know that there's any specific way that I'm leaning here. Maybe, maybe we just go top available. What are you thinking?
1: What do you think about Carson Steele down there? He's still on the board, right? He
0: is still on the board running back out of UCLA. Um, Formerly in
1: state, right? He he tore up the Mac and then wasn't, as productive in and and down in Westwood, but you know, lots of things going going weird for the Bruins this year.
0: That's very true. I, I think him or Evan Williams, and they probably don't have a bio on Williams. Williams is, I think he's going to be a fine safety. I think he's probably your third safety. Uh, if you draft him, the problem with the Cowboys is they just need some more coverage on the back end, right? They Dan Quinn loved to use the safeties. In run defense, but boy, you saw Malik Hooker, you saw Donovan Wilson. They got flat-out exposed in that game against the Packers. I think you could take another safety here. Running back is probably the more pressing need as we sit here in the middle of February, right? Free agency hasn't started. We don't know what the Cowboys ended up doing. But for me, it's between Williams and Carson Steele. you had to flip that coin, which side are you hoping it lands on?
1: Uh, you know, I... Carson steals a little bit more of a big body guy. And I think that's what the Cowboys need. 6'1, 225. more of a power, power profile than Tony Pollard has been the last few years. Yeah. I think you go with steel. I, I I'm going to lean that way. I think you do need a running back. You need a younger running back for sure. They'll probably still sign a veteran. If that's, if this is how the board falls and their only running back pickup is in the sixth round, you definitely still want to sign a veteran, but, yeah. um i think that they they got a good little prospect in carson Steele.
0: all right carson Steele from uncle juice country gets the call he's a dallas cowboy uh you've got uh omar spates goes just a couple picks later to the green bay packers so we were right there and evan williams goes right after him sixth and seventh round picks are, are so tough right it's kind of like playing the lottery you're going to hit on some of them and the cowboys have hit on a couple of these guys as of late think of deron bland late fifth Mm -hmm. round pickup uh then sets the nfl record for pick sixes so you can get uh, gems in the rough down here you've just got to be discerning we make it all the way to 230 and first of all jordan whittington going in the seventh round doesn't that feel a little disrespectful i feel like he's gonna go
1: i don't think there's any way he makes it that far on draft i
0: i don't either um Top of the board, Charles Turner. Oh man, there's no way Charles Turner makes it here. I, I think if Charles Turner is on this board, we are
1: sprinting
0: yep. to the to the podium here. So uh center out of LSU. It was a decent offensive line for for the Tigers this year. It was the defense that was horrific. But yeah, Charles Turner, come on down. Uh Tyler Biotis just got replaced. We've got one more pick at 241. Al Blades Jr. Goes to the Texans. Boy, the Texans, I think, are having a great draft here. Gabriel Murphy uh, Murphy, got it started at UNT. Local kid goes to the Titans. And the Cowboys are on the board at 241. Top available is Austin Reed, quarterback out of Western Kentucky. You could also roll the dice, take another group of five running back. I know Carson Steele ended at UCLA. But Kamani Vidal, very, very productive running back at Troy. Um, you've got offensive line help. You could take Nelson Nelson Cesar from Houston. I also don't think Cesar would be here this late. Um, I think he's closer to a top two hundred guy. Jordan Strokin from South Carolina. What do what you think? We
1: took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I feel like, you know, you're just kind of shooting your shot here in the seventh round. Really just a guy that you don't want to see fall into the undrafted free agency where they can sign anywhere. Right. And the Cowboys, I think they're going to treat this as a true lottery ticket here and find somebody that just has a lot of athletic tools. Anybody like that that jumps out?
0: I think Nelson Cesar, six-two-two uh, forty-eight. 248. Uh, like they did write a bio for him second on a, a tough Houston team. They were not very good, but tackles for loss. Um, was very, very disruptive. Even had a pick uh, two years ago. He's he's uh certainly gonna need some help developing, but I think the tools are there. Late day three grade is what their uh their guy wrote. Um, you know, certainly is a pass rusher. He's not a run defender, but that's what you need a little bit more of. It's just pure explosion off the edge. It, you said it. If you're treating this like a lottery ticket, I'd take Cesar and, and roll the dice.
1: Run it up there. Let's do it.
0: All right. So we take Houston edge rusher, and that will do it for the Dallas Cowboys here in this seven-round mock. We'll let it tick all the way down to the finals. Oh, Baylor Cup.
1: Good for Baylor Cup.
0: Kid that uh, watched growing or watched him grow up at Brock High School. So there's the Dallas Cowboys draft, as we saw it. You get a Marius Mims in the first round. Byron Murphy falls to you in the second. That feels like a massive win. We really were high. On the uh, third round pick and then the, the fifth round pick, and Tommy Eichenberg, you get your running back, you get more offensive line help, and you get a edge rusher in Nelson Cesar. Cowboys put together this draft card. Will McClay turns this in at the end of the draft in Detroit this year. Give this a grade.
1: I I don't think you can go below a B plus, man. I'm teetering with an A minus. To get Byron Murphy in the second round and Johnny Wilson in the third round, those are two guys that I think, depending on the runs and their positions, Byron Murphy could very well go late first round. Johnny Wilson could be pushing for the top of the second after he goes to the combine because he's going to put some absolutely freakish numbers. Maybe not in the 40-yard dash, but in everything else, he's going to put up some freakish numbers in the measurables. That top three picks, it's hard to beat, and then I think you get some really good productive depth I'm a big guy when it comes to the draft. I'm a big, you know, college production guy. When you look at those later round picks and you can look at a guy that has a lot of measurables down there too. That's not a bad strategy, but you can't go wrong with uh, picking up guys that have put up a ton of stats in college. And that's what the Cowboys did in this mock. I'd be pretty excited as a fan. If this is how things turned out in April.
0: I agree. I agree. You get all of your major needs. You get a luxury pick. I think in Nelson Cesar, you get Charles Turner, who, hey, in the sixth round, seventh round, you find your starting center, potentially. That's a massive, massive win. So overall, I'm with you. I think I think this is teetering on on the brink of an A. I think this would be a pretty solid draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Let us know who you would like to see us mock next. We've got mock drafts coming all spring long as we lead up to our draft coverage in April. Again, it's in Detroit, and it's going to be a fun one. For Trey Reeves, I'm Mitch Mason. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Until next time, so long, everybody.